this is the last push podcast and i'm really excited about this episode um really really um think it's really really important for every single one of you guys to know as much as i can tell you about the meaning of intent and making sure that you spend every single day that you can with purpose with meaning making sure that you really focus on being intentional and what i mean by that and what i think is so important is that when you are doing anything that you are a hundred percent committed and in the moment and doing that one thing so if you are if you are painting a picture that is all you are focused on if you are kicking around a football you are trying to make sure that you can kick around that football as best as you possibly can. I know those are just two two examples, but when it comes down to it, is that so many people, when they're doing one thing, they can't actually shut off their brains. They can't actually stop thinking about everything else that is going on and everything else that's in their life and everything else that is affecting them. So what I need you to try to do is I need you to try to actually start being a more intentional person so that everything that you do, you are in that minute of it. You are in that moment of it. That's really what I think the last push and what this podcast actually is all about. You need to be so intentional with your time for the last three months of your goal because that's what it's coming down to this podcast is designed to help you think about and reevaluate your choices and by choices i mean what are you doing on a daily basis that will help you achieve that goal that will help you be more successful and A lot of people think it's so incredibly hard to cut things out of their life that they know they shouldn't be doing. It's it's almost impossible because you have grown up for years now embedding these habits and these bad habits. And it's so hard to get out of those bad habits. But what is less hard is to start actually incorporating regular small positive habits and if you do that over time that is going to build up and that is going to grow and they're going to become embedded habits that you're going to rely upon and they're actually going to affect your your wellness and your mental health and they're gonna they're gonna impact you so positively and really help your day-to-day life and longevity so small daily habits They could be things like you are going to drink 10% of your weight in water a day. It could be you are going to take a multivitamin every day if you don't do that already. It could be you know that you don't eat enough vegetables. So one thing that you're going to do is you are actually going to, on a Sunday, you're going to pre-cut up carrot sticks, 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then on Wednesday, you're going to pre-cut up some carrot sticks for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe take a break on Sunday. I don't know though. I'm a big believer in regular daily habits because uh, I've read somewhere recently that it takes about 66 days for it to become a habit, a habit that you do pretty much for life. Um, and I have some experience with that, with starting new habits in my own life. And I really think that that there's some truth to that. I think it is really powerful. So the last push podcast is really about intent and it's about positive daily habits and it is about commitment. The third thing that I really want you to focus on is commitments and commitments that you're going to make to yourself and commitments that you are going to keep. So they need to be realistic. They need to be achievable, but they need to be commitments that are going to help you towards your goals, towards what you actually envision uh, at the end of this these three months, because that's the goal that we're working towards right now. It's three months. Um, it's a small time frame and it's going to keep us focused. It's going to keep us intentional. It's going to make sure that everything we do is purposeful and everything that we do is meaningful. So that's really what the last push podcast is all about. So I want you to grab a pen. I want you to grab some paper. I want you to grab 50 different color markers. I want you to take some notes. I want you to be in the moment with me as we dive in to the last push podcast. hope you grabbed that paper hope you grabbed that pen because we are going to go through something that I feel is so important and it's so important because it's a part of us and if we don't take care of it then it's gonna negatively impact the rest of our lives if we don't take care of it then it one day could just stop and if you haven't figured out what we're going to talk about today, I hope that you now um, may have um, a little idea. We're going to talk about the heart. We are going to talk about um, we're going to talk about three things. We're going to talk about how it is a double pump system. We're going to go through the actual flow of blood and all the different key terms that you need to know in terms of the start and the end. I'm going to ask you guys to do a flow chart as we go through that. Um, and then we're going to take a look at uh, the differences and compare uh, your different blood vessels. So your arteries, capillaries, and your veins. So if we start with, uh, we start with the heart as a double pump. It's a double pump because you have got part of your circulatory system essentially is going to pump deoxygenated blood to your lungs. And then when it gets to the lungs, that's where the gas exchange is going to happen. In those alveoli sacs, your oxygen is going to move from your lungs across the membrane and it's going to actually bind to your red blood cells. 
then those red blood cells are going to actually travel back to the heart and they're going to go through the heart and they're going to get pumped to the body. So it's called a double double pump or double circulatory system because deoxygenated blood, part of it is going to the lungs and then oxygenated blood, part of it is going to the body. Um, so hopefully that was clear. Uh, you can find lots of diagrams online to help you out with that um, if you need a visual. Now, if you haven't got a picture of the heart, you may want to crack open your revision guides or you may want to get up a little picture on your phone. So as we go through it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, I think the easiest way to describe this is if you envision a red blood cell and you envision that red blood cell and it is traveling to the heart. So it's already dropped off the oxygen at your cells that have done respiration in the mitochondria to release that energy so that we can go about our daily lives. And that blood cell is going to come back to the heart through a vein called the vena cava. And it's going to go into a first chamber. And that first chamber is actually called the right atrium. And then once that blood cell is in there, it's going to actually get joined by a whole bunch of other blood cells and it's going to fill up and fill up and fill up until there's a lot of pressure and that pressure is going to force it through a valve. And the valve is called the tricuspid valve. Um, and how some people like to remember it is rat lab. So I'll come back to this at the end, but rat lab. So R-A-T for right atrium tricuspid. And then lab is going to be left atrium bicuspid. So if we've gone through the vena cava, then to the right atrium, through the tricuspid valve, we're now in the chamber right below the atrium, which is called the ventricle, and it's the right ventricle. And then again, that's going to fill up with blood um, until the right ventricle is going to contract, and it's going to pump that blood cell um, and all the rest of the bloods to the lungs through the pulmonary valve and then the pulmonary artery. The pulmonary artery is taking the blood to the lungs where it's going to get the oxygen. Then once that blood has got the oxygen, it's going to come back to the heart. And it's going to come back to the heart through the pulmonary vein. Once it goes through the pulmonary vein, it's going to get to the first chamber on the other side, um, which is going to be the left atrium. Then after it goes through the left atrium, it's going to pass through another valve called the bicuspid valve. Then after it goes through the bicuspid valve, it's going to be in ch another chamber right below the atrium again, and that is going to be the left ventricle. Then after the left ventricle, that blood is going to get contracted one last time with a little bit more force because there's a little bit more muscle on this side and it's going to push it through the aortic valve. And then it's going to go through the largest artery in your body called the aorta and it's going to pump oxygenated blood to every one of your cells and your tissues and your muscles so that that oxygen can get offloaded to all your cells and all your tissues around your body so that that oxygen can diffuse into your cells and then it can 
go to the mitochondria to join up with some glucose and do some respiration to release energy. So that is, that's a pathway of the bloods. Now, what I want you guys to do is I want you to either pause it, go back and listen to it one more time, or if you're feeling ready, I want you to pause the video and I want you to try to put your notes away, put your textbook away, and try to do a flow chart. So you're gonna start with the vena cava and you are going to do a flow chart as much as you can remember to the body. So all the way through. So vena cava, right atrium, tricuspid valve, right ventricle, so on and so forth, all the way till you get to the body. Now, you might find this really hard at first. You might struggle with this at first. You might not be able to do it very well at first. You might only get three or four. But the thing is, is that a small positive daily choice that you could make right now is that in a week and a half t time you know this and you know this by heart and you know this perfectly because you have chosen and you have decided that every day you are going to re-listen to this part of the podcast or you're going to take a look at your revision guides and you're going to do a flow chart and you're going to do three flow charts every day for the next week and a half and you are going to intentionally, with purpose, go out and learn this and know it in a week and a half. So I urge you to please, please, please pause the podcast and actually give it a go, give it a try, and be intentional with your learning. Hopefully you paused it, you did your flowchart, you committed to that. Now, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a little comparison. So you might wanna do a little table, you might wanna do a Venn diagram, you might wanna just listen and then after go away and write some notes on it. So you need to know three blood vessels. It's not all of them, but you do need to know three. And the three that I want you to try to to learn and to know just a little bit about them is arteries, capillaries, and veins. So I'm going to talk you through and can be able to compare the arteries and the veins because that's really easy to compare. And then we'll take a look at the capillaries because that one's a bit different. So the arteries have got thick muscular walls. The veins have got thin muscular walls. Um, the arteries are able to pump blood at higher pressure. The veins pump it at lower pressure. The lumen or the opening where the blood flows in an artery is a lot smaller and it's smaller because the muscular wall is bigger so there's less space. And then in a vein, the lumen or the space that that blood flows through is a lot wider. And if you're not quite sure, I get, I get people all the time that are like, what, what's a lumen? How can you explain that? Um, and my, my, the easiest way I think about it is if you look, think about a straw, a straw, the plastic bit would be the muscular wall. 
so the thin muscular wall if we're talking about a vein and the lumen is the opening so where that liquid actually um, goes in or if you don't have it in a drink um, where the actual air hole is so that would be where your actual blood the liquid part your blood your blood plasma where that is flowing through um, other than that the only thing you need to try to remember is that veins have got valves and they got valves to prevent backflow um, so that's that is it really what you need to try to remember between arteries and veins then you've got capillaries and capillaries are really really important because they they link up arteries and veins essentially it goes arteries arterioles capillaries venules veins so the artery is going to bring in your oxygenated bloods it's going to bring in your oxygenated bloods um, and then once it gets to the capillary the oxygen is going to be offloaded um, so the oxygen can go into surrounding tissues and cells to do respiration and vice versa the same thing is going to happen with the carbon dioxide that is a waste product of respiration the carbon dioxide is going to go back um, into the capillary and then travel in the vein back to the heart then to the lungs so we can breathe it out because it can be toxic if we keep it in our bodies so the capillaries in order for gas exchange to happen in order for the oxygen to leave the capillaries and the carbon dioxide to go back into the capillaries the capillary walls are really thin they're one cell thick and that's so there can be a short diffusion distance so a capillary wall short diffusion distance really really similar to the uh, microvilli and the villi in the small intestine so when you're looking at your digestion um, part of your unit or if you're thinking about the alveoli in your lungs where the oxygen moves from your alveoli into the into the capillaries Again, they're all one cell thick. They're all really, really short diffusion distance so that those molecules can move across the membranes faster. So that, that is it. That's arteries, capillaries, and veins. So we've looked at why the circulatory system is a double pump. We've looked at the flow of blood. And now we've looked at your three different types of blood vessels. So what I really want to end with is cardiovascular health cardiovascular disease because it is something that is so prevalent in today's world especially in our first world countries where we are we are victims to such um the, the ability to get fast food um to get unhealthy choices is everywhere um and we are finding ourselves usually at a crossroads where it's it's an easy choice to go out and get that burger and fries instead of maybe going home and having salmon and a salad um don't get me wrong I eat a burger every now and then. I love a burger, but it's making healthy choices more regularly than not that is going to impact our, our health and our well-being. So cardiovascular health is so important because if we don't maintain it, what's going to happen is you're going to have fat deposits in your arteries and those fat deposits in your arteries can cause huge problems so cardiovascular disease or chd um it's a lot of times linked to lifestyle so it's linked to diabetes it's linked to obesity it's linked to 
smoking too much, drinking too much. It's linked to not getting enough exercise. Your heart is a muscle, people. If you don't exercise it, it's going to struggle. Okay? So all of those things, the reason why I chose the heart, because the heart is something that, yes, it is something you need to know for your exam, but it is so important for you as people to take care of. So if the fat gets stuck in your arteries, what happens is it's going to weaken the walls. And if it weakens the walls, it's going to put extra strain on your heart, extra strain on your arteries around your body. And what surgeons might have to do if this happens is they might have to go in and surgically implant a stent. Um, and what stents are is they're tiny little mesh. Um, how I like to think of it actually is, you know those um, those uh, finger traps that if you put your finger in one of them and then stick your other finger in the other, then you can't get your fingers out? They kind of look like that, but they're smaller, uh, really, really small because they fit in arteries and they're little mesh, um, mesh wiring. So what the surgeon will do is they'll open up the artery that's filled with plaque. Usually they figure this out because you're having some sort of heart problems already or you've experienced a heart minor heart attack and lived through it. Um, so they're, they're putting in the stent. The other thing that they can do um, to help your, your arteries and just your health in general is they can prescribe a drug called a statin. And that's something that lowers your cholesterol, which... Um, is really good and really important because if you have too high of cholesterol, it's going to deposit those fatty deposits in your arteries, which could lead to a heart attack. Heart transplants is another one. Um, heart transplants. And you also have got pacemakers. So pacemakers are things that will get surgically implanted and they're small metal round discs and they get surgically implanted to keep the rhythm of your heart beating regularly. Most of you probably have heard of them before, or you may have a family member um, who has one or has one. Um, I know that it was really, really useful for my grandfather. Um, he had one for a few years, and it really helped him still be able to be mobile and not really have to experience uh, shortness of breath and he was still able to do a lot when he had that pacemaker and because it was helping to beat his heart regularly so that is that's that really is everything um that i wanted to go through with you tonight and i know that it is it's the weekend i get that i get that you want to probably do something that is not school related, probably do something with your friends. I don't know, maybe uh, hang out with your family, go to a movie, but I want you to actually, I want you to now to think about, to think about this. I want you to chew over this for a minute, mull this over. If you are on social media or you watch TV or you play video games for five hours a week. And I know that's probably a very low number. So that just is gonna put things into perspective for you. If you do that for five hours a week and we've got 12 weeks left until that exam, that's 60 hours, 60 hours 
that you are spending liking somebody's other, other posts. That's 60 hours that you are spending watching somebody else be successful. That's 60 hours that you are spending in an imaginary fictional world. Don't get me wrong. There's a time and a place where, where you, you, you should be enjoying a movie or a TV show. You should be winding down or letting loose or going into that creative world. But it's 60 hours, and that's only if you're doing five hours a week of social media or TV or video games. So that probably, actually, I know that that is a lower number than what most of you actually spent. So I want you to make a commitment to yourself right now. I want you to commit and write down three goals that you have for this weekend. Three intentional, feasible options um, and small, positive habits that you are going to do. Okay, I want you to, I want you to let them, let me know what they were. Let me know, did you do your three, your three intentional goals? Let me know. You can write them. What, what are your goals? You can write them. Let me know what they are in the comment section. I want to know what you are doing. I mean, it could just be, I'm going to spend 20 minutes on Saturday, mind mapping the heart over and over and over and over again. I'm going to do, um, I'm going to do a quadrant. I love a quadrant. You could do a quadrant. You could go away. You could look up some more information on statins, stents, heart transplants, and pacemakers. Now, I'm going to leave you with one last thing. And it's something I heard a couple weeks ago. And I think it is so powerful. In a day and age where we have so much information, the wealth of information is at our fingertips... Ignorance is a choice. Wow. I think that is so powerful. You are so lucky to live in a world where you have got this opportunity. Now, I need you to be intentional. I need you to make those commitments. And I need you to realize that you have got the potential. You have and you can do it. You just need to start. You need to start today. So get out there. Okay. Have that last push. Get out there and start today.